0: Welcome, everyone, back to Better Health Podcast. Today, I am sitting down virtually with Candace Storley, who is a functional strength, training, and nutrition coach. But not only that, she is so kindly, honest, fun-loving, and truly wants people to go for their goals, um, myself included. She's just a supportive friend, and so I'm so thankful to have you on, Candace. Thanks for being here absolutely it's a pleasure to be here it's going to be an amazing interview everyone so we're talking all things around fitness for women specifically we're going to dive into mindset we're going to dive into cycles um, body image and all of the things so i'm excited to dive in first off candace could you give us a little context on where you grew up where you're living now and your background yeah
1: absolutely so my background i guess i get asked a lot like have you always been in fitness has this always been your thing and and it's actually you. A lot of people have asked me, and then most re- recently, you asked when you were at our house, and I was like, you know, I should probably explain this or, <laughs> or make it clear to people. But yes, in short, my life has always revolved around fitness. I have a background in lots of sports and professional water skiing. I'm currently still a professional aerialist. I spent years on the road traveling and performing. Um, And that turned into just wanting to share the positive things that I have found through moving my body and and becoming stronger and learning how to do things properly with others so that they can enjoy the benefits of, you know, longevity in life by knowing how to move well and know how to feel their bodies properly um, without fitting into this pigeonhole that um, mainstream fitness fads kind of have, have forced a lot of people into but yeah, that's that's my background, and I, I currently live in Nashville with my partner Joey and our two dogs, who are crazy but awesome. <laughs> yeah, They're <it's> so fun. <laughs> they are. Uh, we love it here. We're just um, we're just living our best life. I know that sounds so cliche, <laughs> but we have truly made an effort to design our life the way that we want it to be, and I'm I'm pumped to be
0: able to share that with other people. So, and I would say the same when I've been you guys. It's amazing. I love the countryside. And so where you guys are, how much land you have, it's the perfect setup. I mean, you guys have axe throwing in the back. You do uh, different retreat type of things as well. I'm blanking on what it was called specifically. The ice bath. Ice bath. Yes. <laughs> hashtag ice bath. Wim Hof. <laughs> Wim Hof. I mean, all the things. Hey, I mean, you have an art studio separate yeah. from the house. I was in love. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> You tapped a little into um, fitness and your background with that and everything. So tell me about like your childhood growing up in regards to health. Was your family into fitness? Um, Or, you know, I know you kind of, it triggered yourself to get into it and love, you love the movement and everything. But what was your background like with your family with it? Yeah.
1: Um, Well, both my parents are military veterans. Mm. So they... (laughs) That's my mom. My mom was Navy and my dad was Marine Corps and my mom was awesome. She was actually a rescue diver in the Navy and paramedic. So like she would jump from helicopters and rescue people and take care of them, uh, which is really cool. And my dad has always been active. He was in bodybuilding in the eighties and he's also a farmer from South Dakota. I'm originally from South Dakota. Um, So I think that activity and physical fitness have always been a part of their life. And they just kind of passed that to me. I started um, competitive swimming when I was five. I love swimming. Everything water related is totally my jam. And they just always encouraged me to be moving and to do things that brought me joy, you know, Um, and I had always just found Movement and activity in sports as like an outlet that not many other things could feed. I'm also a total creative and definitely more right side of the brain oriented. So being able to express myself physically with my body um, is is very important for my mental and physical health.
0: Totally, it's really cool that. Rather than, you know, like a lot of kids when they grow up, if their parents are like, you got to do this, and, you know, they kind of push different things on, rather than you being like, oh my gosh, like this sucks, I don't want to do this, you ended up embracing it and realizing how much you love it. And now it's, you know, an everyday part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. (laughs) So I know that you kind of asked around as to you know what people want to hear when it comes to this interview, um, but one question I want to ask first off is, what do you find the most common question or maybe almost like a fear or worry that comes across women when you start working with them or when you have an initial meeting? Um, what tends to be the?
1: I would say and something that I think pretty much any woman that I've I've worked with in some way shape or form has. Um, compared themselves to either someone else specifically or a specific body type that they are trying to attain or get back to. Um, which there's nothing wrong with that in theory. Um, but the it kind of makes it tricky to attain the exact goal that you want without having like a deep-rooted emotional tie aside from, um, that egocentric want, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. We have all at some time in our life been like, wow, a JLo booty would be sweet. (laughs) You know, like
0: (laughs) everyone wants the JLo booty,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but in all seriousness, like, um, I really make it a point to encourage any woman that I work with or any girl in my life, like girlfriends too. I will say this to them. Like, I will challenge you to dig deeper into why, one, that is appealing to you, and then two, what do you have that nobody else has, and how can you accentuate what you have? Because you've got a lot that many people don't have, and that's, that's your, that's your special thing. That's who you are. Um, Just kind of adding to that versus trying to
0: fit into some other kind of mold. Exactly. There's, and yeah. if you think about it, there's some kind of coat that goes around it where there's only one of you. And so why are you trying to be like everyone else when you can be yourself and your own unique self? Because no one else is like you. And um, it's actually ironic. We tapped into um, Instagram and, you know, social media in my last interview and how, you know, that can crush a lot of people's creativity or their um self-image because you're always striving to look like someone else and I'm, I'm guilty of this where you know you look at other images and you're like wow like my goal is to attain that when it may not be physically possible and so you always have this um, goal in mind that you're never going to reach and yeah. rather than being thankful for what you have in the um, way you look right now it, it's you're always going to be chasing after something else
1: yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a fine line between like wanting to improve. Like, I think it's totally healthy to always want to improve yourself and, mm-hmm. and be better and challenge yourself. But the, the line is where like, why are you doing it? Like, what is that deep rooted um, drive behind that? And because if you don't do things for the right reasons and, and work hard for whatever you're attaining to achieve, you'll end up being unhappy and you'll be disappointed. Yes. Um, and yeah, it could turn into, you know, various different things and different cycles of yes. mental and physical unhealth, which yes.
0: none of us, us want to go to. Exactly. So talk a little bit about the mindset behind everything. I know that you are really geeking out about mindset lately and how body image is so heavily influenced by our mindset. So you ask various questions, you know, getting down to the root of why do you want to look like that? Could you tap a little bit more into the depth of everything? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Mindset starts with, well, I think if you bring it back to wondering and asking the question of what am I wanting to change and why, right? So if you don't have a deep understanding of that personally um, no matter who you go to because whether you hire a trainer or you go to a gym or you're in in, you know group training classes like in some way or shape you're they're going to have an impression on you and they're going to not intentionally necessarily but they're going to put their ideas beliefs and values onto you so if you don't have a strong rooted sense of like who you want to be, and why, and what you want from yourself, you're kind of gonna feel like you're in limbo with that fulfillment in, in finding that healthiest, best version of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, and it, I've found that the more you, it's not always easy, and it's not, and it's not fun, or sexy, but, like, the more you learn about yourself, and take, time and give time to yourself to, to figure out these things and what drives you what inspires you what makes you happy and then following them in every area of your life and just how you said like as soon as you mentally committed to you know breathing life back into your podcast things fall together right so when we do the same thing in any of area of our life our it kind of just aligns mm-hmm. I say spontaneously but it's not spontaneous it just all the bright pieces fall together when they need to. And if they're not falling together and things aren't working, then there's an area of your life that you need to do some more deep thinking and evaluating and cultivating in those areas, whether that's related to health and fitness or your job or Mm. your relationships, because they all come into play. Like you can't have, it's really, really difficult to have, you know, a few good things in your life and one bad thing that will, poison all the other areas of your life and,
0: and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like when you're yeah. always stewing on, you know, one negative aspect versus why don't you switch that out with, you know, a positive aspect and, you know, maybe that negative aspect that you're focusing so much on is something that you just need to get rid of. And maybe it's a limiting belief or maybe it's some kind of lie you're believing that mm-hmm. isn't true and that you need to get past.
1: Mm hmm. And it's either, you know, working through that yourself and, and going through things that, that you can get through that with on your own, um, or asking somebody, whether it's a friend or a professional or hiring a coach that you trust. I always, you know, encourage people to, to like, uh, if I'm not the best coach for you, I'm not going to force that onto you. Like you should find somebody who you trust and you resonate with. Otherwise, again, you're not going to have the results that you want. Because no matter what, everybody is a little bit impressioned by the things that they are surrounded with and the people that they interact with.
0: 100%. And I think this kind of um, can correlate a lot with what we also wanted to really talk about is women's cycles. And, you know, thinking about myself, you know, for a while, I, you know, was always chasing after a certain body image, realizing that, you know, my health was sacrificed in the process but you know oh i was you know on my way to achieving a certain look however my hormones were not okay they were not good Mm -hmm. and realizing you know that our menstrual cycle is a as they like to say a fifth vital sign of your health and so when you're getting into that process into um, in sync with your cycle you can realize a lot of things fall more into place because you're more in tune with your body so thinking about exercise h- how do you incorporate that as well
1: as far as
0: as far as like the,
1: the last part sorry. woman's
0: cycle like menstrual cycle so what does this Absolutely. look like
1: <laughs> yeah sorry Oh, you're good. <laughs> I was thinking about something I was going to say on this point <laughs> and then I kind of trailed off at the end um, well something that I I just thought of cuz I'll, I'll say it cuz I just thought of it is years ago it was probably like 2014 or 2015 um I I was really into Ronda Rousey, UFC fighter, like one of the first UFC fighters. And I read her book when it came out and I loved it. I love reading books, especially on athletes and their biographies because it's like you get this backstage access to like, you know, Olympic elite level mindset and physical training just based on their experience. Uh, But something that has just stuck with me for years after reading it is how one of her judo coaches, used to like force her have to force her to relax and rest um, because she would just be so on and want to give so much and give so much and give so much and she'd actually perform and fight worse and not have the stamina needed and 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 for some reason I remember reading it and it has stuck out to me and I, I dug into that you know and I was like well maybe I need more rest maybe I need to you know listen to my body and and just chill out before when, especially before, you know, like big games or big races or things that we're doing for me at the time it was performing, mm-hmm. you know, you have all this adrenaline and all this natural energy that builds up. Right. And we think that we have to act on that in, in that moment. And it's mm-hmm. actually not in line with what our body needs, you know, like instead we just need to let it, let it chill and simmer so that we can, give our like full then then our energy and adrenaline is going to come in like when we actually need it instead of wasting it right so the same kind of comes into play with our cycles and and being able to know and understand where our hormone levels are at throughout our cycle so that we can really be in tune with auto-regulating and and knowing what we need when and how to act on it um that was a huge thing for me because it's like depending on the, our cycles too it's like sometimes you might feel great but still like I'll even tell myself like no mm. even if I feel like pretty good like I'm still gonna chill because like I know that my body needs that yeah. and recovery is the rest and recovery is the most important thing you could possibly do for your body like if I, I've ever been prescribed or I'm trying to prescribe anything to anybody it's, it's acknowledging that you're you need the rest and like taking it and accepting it so that you can refuel and get that flow back in all areas of your life
0: definitely and knowing that each part of the cycle you know our hormones come into play for every part of it and sometimes you are going to have more energy and and our hormones are telling us you know it's okay and they're giving you that boost and then that times you know later on whether that's at the end of the cycle or when you you know hit the the period cycle where your body is working really hard because I mean there's there's a lot going on down there's there a lot going times. <laughs> and so when you add the exercise on top of that just think of the stress that your body has to recover from with that where you know rather than you know stretching or doing some kind of strength training in regards to stretching and relaxing a little bit your body's like shoot I have to recover from that extremious um, hit workout. Well, also, you know, we have our period going on at the same time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It can be totally counterproductive because if you think about it in the sense of like when we're in our menstrual phase, right, like our body is basically in shutdown survival mode because of everything that's going on. So for us to add more stress to our body, it one, raises um, raises our cortisol levels because of the stress that it's adding to our body. And it actually to get the energy that we need because our iron level is so low and our energy is low Mm. it kind of um, cuts into like our stored fat energy which then just takes more energy which it just sounds it it sounds silly but like it sounds
0: exhausting
1: (laughs) it it does it sounds exhausting and and that's why we feel like like total crud sometimes yeah Um, well every month but (laughs) But so, yes, it is so important to be able to understand where your hormones are at and listen to your body, regardless of what anybody else is doing or like what classes are going on and, and really get your training aligned with, with your body so that you can achieve your goals and like optimize Mm -hmm. exactly what you want your body to do
0: exactly one thing that i've made a switch for in regards to exercise is i used to do it in the morning like right when i'd get up maybe had i'd have a little bit to eat in the beginning just to have that energy kick um and then Mm -hmm. i'd go work out and what i found is that it like overtaxed my body and so you know i my body was already kind of stressed the way it was and so adding that on right away in the morning like my cortisol it, it just put that in a state of shock almost And Mm -hmm. so now I do it in the afternoon when the cortisol is supposed to start, you know, diminishing a little bit versus in the Mm -hmm. morning when my cortisol is already high. And some people may be okay with that, but my body in particular at the time was just overworked and overstressed. And so that was just adding stress versus, you know, sometimes exercise can be that stress reliever and Mm -hmm. it can actually, you know, promote so many different benefits, but it was almost like working against my body in a way.
1: Absolutely. That's something that a lot of people will ask too, is like, when's the best time to work out? When should I work out? And, you know, I, I love, I love questions from people because, you know, they're asking because they look up to our response and whatever it is. And sometimes, you know, a while ago, I used to feel silly about responding with such simple answers, but I will literally tell everybody, like, it is a personal preference. Like you choose the type of time of day. Um, hopefully your your
0: schedule and work, mm-hmm. you know, supports yeah, this, it, it but... might not work for everyone. Luckily, no, <laughs> it works for me to go in the afternoon. It doesn't and, work for everyone that way. Yeah.
1: But then really trying to, even if that means on the weekends or adjusting other things in your life to to better suit when you do the things that you do for your health and wellness, it's mm-hmm. it's really important and it, it it's able it. It shows also what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying to like quit your job so that you can work out at noon, but (laughs) (laughs) being able to prioritize like, oh, I need to be aware of, you know, when are my energy levels high and when am I feeling good to do X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, it's really important. Definitely. Definitely. So for all the women that may have asked the question, hey, talk about cycles. What is like the key takeaway when it comes to cycles and exercise and your health? that you would want to give as a message. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My key that I would love
1: to share with you guys that is to listen to your body and to truly believe and implement less. And it will end up being more in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to work out every single day, whether you're on your period or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And doing things that you enjoy especially on your period and during your cycle right like strength training might not be everybody's cup of tea but there's definitely some kind of activity that um, you enjoy and I would highly recommend doing that especially at these times um I encourage anybody to focus on movement and exercise and activity that you love whether it's in the gym with weights or not like go hike, go bike, do, do all of these active. Cause they're actually active recovery. Um, depending on, you know, how rigorous you're doing them, but either way, they're active recovery and your body is going to get great benefit from it, especially during our cycles.
0: So exactly. That was the one thing that I remember as well, when I visited you was the fact that you're like, ah, yeah, I'm not, you know, into running. I prefer to do things that I actually love to do and, you know, and how you know, people, you can, exercise in so many different ways that are enjoyable. So if you like bike riding, that's exercise right there. And you're also getting that boost of feel good hormones that are like telling you you love it. And so it's just gonna be an overall overall like win-win. So figuring out what you love to do and how can that be exercise. I, I love that so much. And like I said, you're a fun loving person. So it just correlates so well. <laughs> it's so funny
1: that you say that about running because Joey's been on a running kick lately oh, no. and he's been peer pressuring me. He's oh. like, they just come run a little. And I'm like,
0: I will brisk walk. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I love walking. Running, it's like there's something about it that is just like, uh... I, I, I love to be able to like look
1: at everything and en- yes. enjoy it. And yeah. Joey's like, I want to, I want to get there fast. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to get there slow. <laughs> Sorry, <no. laughs>
0: I just it's picture your two dogs, how one is like Joey, one is more like you and the personalities there as well. I just want to have fun. And the others like, we have to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but it's good. Cause like,
0: that's what he loves. So I support it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> totally. And that's the thing too, where, you know, yeah, he might be wanting you to run as well. But the fact that he loves it is so awesome and encouraging mm-hmm. people, you know, if you really are enjoying it, like not lying yourself, but truly enjoying it, there's mm-hmm. it's so good for you then.
1: Yeah. And sure. every, every activity, anything, I mean, come to me with this, if, if you find something that's not, but is um, progressive, pro- progressible or regressible, right? Like you can make anything that you do harder and you can make it anything oh, that you do okay. easier. So Definitely. Just don't feel like you have to fall into a, a you know, cookie cutter way of, of working out and, and having an activity in your life. Definitely.
0: And there also comes a little bit of mindset into play as well, where some people are like, well, in this case, it sounds like Candace and April are telling me that because I don't <laughs> like to exercise, I'm just going to lay around all day long. And it's like, well, okay, maybe you need to overcome a little bit of, that mindset that's getting in the way, that's telling you not to do it because, you know, a body in motion stays in motion, body at rest stays at rest. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that fine line as well, where it's like, well, we're not telling you to just, you know, kind of lounge around, be lazy. And maybe certain times during your cycle, if you're a woman, yeah, that's actually probably best for your body. But, you know, also then choosing to be like, I'm gonna make a difference in my body, knowing that this movement is good for me and taking that action. And that next step to do it. And eventually you'll find that your body is grows to be a little more addicted to actually, you know, moving your body and the exercise aspect as well.
1: Yeah. Another thing I like to remember also is everything that we do, whether this is related to our health and fitness or, Mm -hmm. um, other things, it's everything we do is either for us or against us. Right. So there's always something that we can do. 1% is better than 0%, right. Um, to, positively affect our mood our energy levels and our ultimate outcome to our personal ideals um and even like with what you were just saying like if we're in the middle of our cycle and we totally feel like absolute crud it's totally important to understand and know how to incorporate uh, restorative activity you know it doesn't you know even if it's a level up from lying on the couch, roll yourself onto the floor and, and do some restorative stretching and, and, and get the blood flowing and
0: it'll boost your energy even in, in those dark times. <laughs> in the dark times. dark times. The dark the dark times. Time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've even heard that, you know, if you're a woman that experiences cramps, sometimes like incorporating exercise throughout your cycle will eventually alleviate those when the time comes. And then when you do have them, Sometimes like going for a light walk, you know, nothing like crazy, but a light walk could almost suppress those, those pains yes. well. Especially in back pain too. Cause I know a lot
1: of people oh, deal yeah. with like low back pain and it's, it can come from a lot of different things and even not in our periods, but there's nothing wrong with stretching. And, and I, I try to stretch every day before I go to bed. Same. Um, yeah. And when I wake up, it just you definitely know. positively affected my mood and routine. So <laughs> I'm with you.
0: Actually, literally for years, I've been stretching in the morning. And, you know, despite changes in my lifestyle, like changes overall in my life, I still continue to do it. And it's not like after it, I'm like, wow, like ready to conquer this day. But it's a small win. And I also, it it does feel naturally good. And it gets Mm -hmm. my blood flowing in my muscles. And So it's just one of those small things, and it it feels good, and it's you know quicker. It's not like you need a whole hour to do it, which you can absolutely. But you know, just taking a few minutes to stretch your body a little bit, Mm -hmm. absolutely, definitely. So okay, I know that a lot of women talk about, oh, if I start strength training, I'm gonna bulk up, and I'm gonna look more like a man, and I don't want that type of figure. I want to remain like a feminine figure. Or maybe, you know, it's vice versa and, and women want to bulk up and they're like, I can't seem to get, you know, thin from strength training. And so let's talk about that. Like, how does this change amongst women? And when they start strength training, what is, when does diet come into play with it? Mm-hmm. Um, what type of exercises, like, how do you advise those women?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with, it depends because it depends on a few things. It depends on what kind of exercise you're doing, um, what your diet was before and what it is now. Because we also have to remember the more activity that we do, regardless of our background or anything, the more we do, the more fuel we need, which is kind of where I won't blanket statement this, but <laughs> it's kind of where a lot of people fall short or end up in the weeds, um, either under eating and overworking. Um Or something else that comes into play also is just your background with health and fitness and any kind of training also. So um, let's see, if we were to just take somebody who has never lifted or trained before in their life, and they were to just start now and not really changing anything with their nutrition, um, their body is going to, with any new or beginner or anything, their body is going to react pretty positively and pretty quickly to building muscle quickly and seeing those gains that they want to see early on. Right. But in order for that to be sustained, they've really got to be able to know and understand how to lock in their nutrition to support the energy that they're putting out. And then also you have to just look at the things that you are doing. Right. So if you are doing like a bodybuilding style Training or even like CrossFit because I did CrossFit for years and I and I love it. I love Olympic lifts and and I still incorporate a lot of things into my training now. But you have to look at this sounds silly, but what the movements are actually building, like what muscles are you actually building, and are those the muscles and areas in your body that you want to accentuate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, with my training now, I've done a lot of things over the years and I've kind of cherry picked things from all of them to streamline them into my training now, because I know what I want my body to do. I, I know how much stamina and endurance I want to have. And I also know, um, how my body does respond to certain kind of singular training, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of, it depends. Um, to answer to be able to answer that question but it's kind of like a polarizing answer. I don't want to say no I'm debunking it. Your body will never get bulky, but I also can't say it completely the other way either because it depends on what you're actually doing in each situation individually. Um, but it, it can all be stemmed back to knowing what you want from your health and wellness journey and what you want your body to be able to do. Um, because there's definitely ways to to tweak um, like how your body responds to things, if that makes sense. Mm, sure. But it's having a good understanding of that and, and nutrition totally comes into play because like I said before, the more activity that we're putting out, the more fuel that we need. Well, sometimes, especially with, with beginners who are starting training, our, our body just tells us like, Oh, I'm hungry. You know, like I'm putting out so much energy. I need more fuel. And then it's so easy to overeat. So it's important to go in it with, into your, your health and wellness journey and training journey with clarity around what you want to get out of it, (laughs) because then you can kind of reverse engineer and, and, and avoid falling into not any, but a lot of, of pits that you might fall into i hope that answered your question i feel like i kind of went a little squirrely with
0: it that's okay i i totally understand how it it really does depend it depends on the type of person depends where you're at with your exercise strength training journey and from what it seems is that you know you have to tailor it to what you want so there's going to be certain exercises that you're going or strength training exercises that you're going to have to choose if you're trying to focus more on a certain area or a certain you know, frame per se. And mm-hmm. and then also the nutrition aspect as well. And, and a lot of times, I know a lot of people where they're like, oh, I'm exercising now, I'm lifting weights, I can eat so much more food. I, I exercise so I can eat um, mm-hmm. anything I want. And while yes, you'll need to feel your, your body more, a lot of times, like, overeating isn't the answer or the types of food that you eat plays into it as well. So when it comes to someone that's starting to do more strength training, how would you advise them nutrition-wise? Would you say up your protein um, and maintain carbs and fats? Or what would it look like when it comes to those three pillars, the fats, the carbs, oh. the, the proteins? And of, obviously it depends on the person, you know, and their height, like myself, I'm going to require less protein than, you know, a woman that might be five foot nine, you know? So, so how would you, like, what would you say there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I actually coached nutrition also with my clients. Um, And we start with getting a, we start with getting a food diary of what their just natural go-to eating habits are. Right. And instead of just picking apart the macros, the protein, fats, and carbs. Um, I want to look at it a little bit further away and look at where you naturally tend to lean towards with most people. And especially women, it tends to be more carbs and more fats instead of protein. Um, but my best advice, even without like having exact macros for, for what you're doing is to eat as whole as you can. So whole with an a W, (laughs) Um, with, with healthy, um, healthy foods with complex carbs and just natural filling and fueling foods. Mm -hmm. Um, and also to second that I would also recommend, um, having a good understanding of how much energy you are putting out. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes back to tracking. So it's the same way that you'll track your food and it doesn't have to be super intricate macro counting, my fitness pal, but even if it's a food diary and understanding of, um, where you're at now and then being able to adjust. Right. So like, let's say, for example, we did three days of of food diary and we were to go back and I asked you, well, how are your energy levels? How did this feel while also working out? Mm -hmm. Um, we would then be able to go in and tweak things, you know, like, okay, let's up our protein a little bit because with some women, regardless of size they their body just doesn't really respond well to having a lot of protein and then it also depends on the kind of protein that you're consuming also um so it's it's all about the little tweaks it's never okay i'm jumping my how i eat now and i'm going to this perfectly counted macros that are going to they're going to be perfect for me right that's never going to work ever yeah. it's all about the little tweaks and just being able to have an understanding of a lot of people don't want to take the time to track and look over things. That's why a coach is helpful. Right. Sometimes a lot of times I'll say for you to
0: do the work for you. And,
1: <laughs> to, to yeah. for you. and yeah. that's what we're, we're doing is reviewing and tweaking and growing,
0: review, tweak, grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I second you in the fact that everybody is different. So genetically we're made up so differently from the next person and, And there's tends to be a theme genetically among certain types of people. And so like you were saying, there's going to be some women where you don't have to pound the protein and protein. Yes, is very important. And you, you need to make sure you have enough, um, but it may not be as much as the next person, despite you maybe being the same height as them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, genetically you just don't need as much. Um, And I can, I can attest to the fact that like you need to just tweak according to your body. So for example, I was working out a couple of years ago and I had a full day of work as a teacher and I had my lunch, which was, you know, nothing extravagant. It was the protein. It was the veggies, a little bit of carbs. And I went to work out a few hours later and was doing some hard hit workouts and I became dizzy and short of breath. And I was thinking, I was like, why is that? Well, one, I probably didn't eat enough for lunch. <laughs> I just didn't eat enough. And then it was hours later. And two, I, I really didn't have that many carbs for lunch. And a lot of times you do need those carbs to fuel your body. Sometimes people thrive and they're like, I they might be a little lower carb and have higher protein, higher fats, and they thrive. Some people may not, and they could be exercising and pounding like a keto diet. And as a woman, they're like, wow, I'm gaining weight right now I don't understand like I'm supposed to be shredding at this point because I'm a keto at like I know someone that for was that exact example where they're like I I continued my exercise did keto I gained 20 pounds and it wasn't necessarily muscle
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely and it just to what you're saying too it depends on um, how many times a day you're eating the size of your meals you know so that's something to look at and the biggest factor in all of it, regardless of how or when you're eating, how much is your consistency, right? So your body responds best to consistency. The the more often we are making these drastic changes, whether it's with our training or nutrition, our body's like, whoa, I need to go into like survival mode and and store up because (laughs) you're depriving me. Yes. And, and that's, that's really what it does though. And it, it responds, our bodies are amazing. They can, they can adapt so well to any of our <laughs> decisions that we make, yes. <laughs> but, um, consistency is huge
0: with whatever, whatever you're sticking to and, and, and committed to. So. Amen to that. Like 100%, like I can attest to it. I've experienced <laughs> that. And the more consistent I was, the better results I was getting. And you have to Thank stick you. with something You know, for a certain duration to experience like, okay, I've overcome that slump, that hill, and now I I see, you know, the results of what I chose to do before and really thinking with end in mind as well. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you have to
1: know. You have to know what your end, what does it look like? What am I trying to attain? What does that ideal version of myself look like and feel like? And what is she doing? Definitely.
0: Definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like the common theme from what we talked about is what you want as your end result because yeah. you can, can you can do whatever you want you can make any choice you want but if you don't know the end result you're going to be wandering yeah <laughs> and and, and then, it, yeah go ahead no sorry
1: and it directly correlates with having a deeper understanding of yourself and, and what values and passions that you have because that's going to drive the end result whether that's your health and fitness or your your profession um
0: yes yeah it's it's funny because um to kind of start wrapping it up caleb is the same exact way when it comes to you know his business and finances and when it comes to helping people it's like you could be doing anything but if you don't know what you really want or what your end result should look like like any road is going to end up getting you there. It's just because you don't have any end in mind, focus, and vision for that. So mm-hmm. it, it, like you were saying, it can attest to anything, you know, fitness, professional goals, or, you know, finances, your family, you know, having those core values in place will really help gear you and guide you to the destination you hope you for.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> I love how it turned into that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I feel like I'm I'm Caleb right now. I've listened to him a little too much. (laughs) Um, So to start wrapping it up, do you have any key takeaways for listeners before we head to the rapid fire questions?
1: Key takeaways, know what you want and find somebody to help you get there. Yes. And you're going to be happy.
0: You'll be fulfilled. (laughs) Totally. There are people that can help you that specialize in certain things that you're like a little overwhelmed with right now. Maybe you're thinking about, well, I want this, but how the heck am I going to get there? Because my niche is not necessarily, you know, fitness and nutrition or, you know, genetics or, you know, knowing all the exercises and the ins and outs of that. So having someone help you, no matter if it's just a friend or maybe getting a coach, it's going to make all the difference. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. So Candace, are you ready for the the, uh, toughest part of the interview? (laughs) Hit me. I'm ready. All right, here we go. So the first question I have for you, hopefully this is pretty easy. What book are you reading right now? What
1: books am I reading right now? I'm reading 100 Million Offers by Hermosi. I'm also reading um, the, (laughs) I'm also reading a daily stoic book because I like (laughs) yes yeah
0: you (laughs) I love it so much um next question is what is your favorite food
1: my favorite food okay um (laughs) (laughs) this is um my favorite food oh you know what I'm just gonna say Mexican food I love Mexican food Yes. I could have tacos every single day
0: oh yeah like a good quality authentic taco
1: yeah I'm not Mm -hmm. unhappy when I'm
0: in Mexico. <laughs> 100%. I'm with you. It's tough though. The question is just tough in general because there's so many good things. So much food. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is what is your favorite travel destination or maybe a dream destination that you have? Oh,
1: my dream is to go to Italy. And ironically, uh, Joey and I had a trip planned there spring of 2020. And then, you know,
0: the I don't know what happened. Please <laughs> <Just> explain.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we I'm I'm pumped to get to Italy, hopefully yes. in the near future.
0: Yeah, definitely. You'll get there. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is what is your definition of intentional living?
1: Intentional living is to me um following your, what you are most passionate about and really being in tune with what lights you up um and trusting yourself um and then also pursuing growth in that so you might not have all the answers right away and you might have a passion but you don't know how to pursue it um leaning into growth in that and 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 going onward and upward with things that mean a lot to you
0: i love it that's amazing so (laughs) final thought i have is how can listeners connect with you
1: Cool. Listeners can connect with me on Instagram. Um, Instagram, I've got a link tree to uh, several links, my blog, website. I'm gonna have this podcast also on there. I'm pretty
0: approachable. Glad yes. <laughs> into my DMs anytime. <laughs> yes, you are. You're just you're that kind of person where you love people and you want the best for them. And I know that anyone that cross paths with you, you're gonna you're gonna have some positive impact on them from what you've already done to. Future people that come in contact with you. So thank you so much. That's awesome, <laughs> Candice. Thank you for being on the show. It was such an honor.